Okay, welcome to the first Village Idiot podcast. We're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about VAR versus TMO. Okay. We're also going to discuss a wide range of topics. I apologise right now for the uh, any viewers in the north who are experiencing technical difficulties. Wait, what I don't fucking understand is, why does it take Premier League referees two minutes to decide on a decision? Let me let me pull you up there, Ollie. <laughs> why does it take them two minutes to make decision? I'll remind you the first time that they ever did TMO in rugby, you're looking at five minutes minimum for a decision I remember I remember no don't try and take the fucking phone off me thank you I remember the first time apologise for the swear words you might have caught the camera <laughs> sorry F bleep um, I remember the first time they ever did VA, uh, TMO in rugby we're looking back to when Dan Luger scored that try against Australia or did he Exactly, exactly. Congratulations. Great point, Reese. That's a great point. (laughs) Anyway, Ian Bullshaw, last minute of the game, little chip into the corner. Early doors in Ian Bullshaw's career, so he couldn't really rest on his laurels. Chipped into the corner. Anyway, chips into the corner. Ball bounces back on himself. Dan Luger drops down for the try. They spend five to seven minutes debating whether it was a try. Luger scored. England beat Australia for the first time in a long, long time. I think it was probably like 10 years, something like that. Great try. Tipping point for TMO in rugby. So, I agree with you. I agree that it takes time, but Premier League is a, well, football is a multi-billion pound sport. It should billion? Billion? 100%. It shouldn't take... Are we taking into account, is it Premier League or, or worldwide? Worldwide. 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 Okay, right, I'll tell you that, I'll tell you that. It shouldn't take as long as it does to come to a decision. Thoughts? Apologies to some viewers for the state that we started this podcast. I'd just like to put some context into this. We are in a pub. Uh, there's some difficulty with viewership. So I'd like to just... Wait, wait, just, wait, wait. We've just had the, we've had the TMO side of the discussion. I'd just like to put the VAR into context. So uh, we're currently recording on the 6th of December. Uh, last night, Sheffield United were beaten uh, by Newcastle thanks to a big VAR controversy. John Joe Shelby uh, scored a goal where uh, the defence had stopped because they'd seen the linesman's flag John Joe Shelby walked on he also thought he was offside he's put it in the net while the goalkeeper was also stopped VAR has afterwards ruled the goal allowed uh, as he was onside however the linesman has been told by VAR at the start to not flag unless he's 100% sure VAR was in his first season in the Premier League and mainstream football uh, there's some obvious, obvious teething problems TMO is established and I want to get to the point as a football fan and as a rugby fan but not expert I am the village idiot for rugby well where VMR gets to the point where TMO is now I've got I've got four words for you play to the ref okay you get taught that you get taught that you get taught that in primary school okay you do not stop playing until you hear the referee's whistle and if he's if he's if the, re- if the guy in the goal if the guy in the goal has stopped okay due to the goal the referee 
referee afterwards has ruled that it's it's a goal. Okay, to me that is the issue of the goalkeeper and the, and the striker. Okay, the striker's done his job. He's done his job. He's put the ball in the net, and the referee. John Shelby is a midfielder. I'd just like to clarify, not a striker. I'm a village idiot of football. I haven't got a fucking clue what's going on. Think about what you just said. So you said you said play to the ref. Okay. The linesman, who's an official, called offside. Okay. Right, 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 okay. Let so me clarify. So Let you me clarify. You play You're right. The whistle. The whistle, not the ref. No, 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 Premier the League teams were briefed at the start of the season to play to the whistle. VAR was being introduced, and they know it's a struggle. So I'm not defending the actions of Sheffield United. So they should have defended to the whistle. As someone who doesn't know much about football, does the linesman therefore not count as an official? Like, does does the linesman not count as an official? The issue is the linesman doesn't have a whistle. The, so the referee acts on the linesman's decision. So, so in which case, what's the point of linesman? So it could so get they, to the point with VAR, so couldn't it? Where the linesman do they, do, do they, do they, they have? have because yeah. Because at the moment, right in rugby, a linesman can call in a microphone to the ref. Can that happen in football? I've it can it. happen. The referee's the only one with a missile whistle, and teams have been told to play to the whistle. So the linesman has previously made his judgement on whether it's offside or not and we've seen calls before which are shocking yards onside that have been called offside and which is one of the main reasons why VAR has been brought in teams have been told the season to play to the whistle which is why John Joe Shelby has finished that goal last night and it's been allowed and Chris Wilder Chris Wilder has come out post-match and he has said football is not the game I grew up with and it's being destroyed by VAR I think he's mistaken VAR needs time to be implemented I don't understand why it takes so long though. These these decisions such as the offsides are taking even even if it's a clear offside, for example, Arsenal played uh, Arsenal, Arsenal played Brighton uh, and uh, last night Arsenal scored a clear offside goal and Rather than it being decided as offside in an instant, which what it, you know it should have been, it took about thirty seconds. You know that's a short time. But I don't. I don't. It, I, it, I, it, I agree. It, completely agree on it. You cannot like in football. I feel like the calls are so much easier in rugby. I feel like in rugby at the start of when when TMO came into rugby, it was really difficult because you've got the whole point of like someone scores a try. There's hands all over What's the ball. You do not know who's got their hands on the ball. You can't see everything. You don't know what's going on. In football, it's either an offside or it's not an offside. So that's a straightforward so decision. We've seen decisions in football this season where the VAR technology uses this thing where they go from the furthest point forward where they can touch the ball. They put a little line in. We've seen the instance with Firmino where his armpit was offside. And at the end of the day, it's the first season with VAR. As Gareth said, TMO struggled in rugby at first, timings, etc. It's teething. You can't just perfect it and then put it into mainstream. It has to have that practice in mainstream uh, before it can be perfect. So, VAR will most likely be a success in football, but at the moment there's a lot of outrage. Right, right. For example, cricket uses its video Third analysis. Sport introduced. I'm, I'm, I'm a village idiot when it comes to cricket, but it uses its video analysis in a way that I still can't get my head around. It's brilliant, it's fantastic, yet football, when it's a very clear decision, cannot get it right and cannot get it right quickly. What's 
what's the actual like sorry what's the what's the genuine offside rule in terms of because obviously the, like from what I can see the issue in football is that there's a lot of sort of centimetre offsides where they don't know what the rule is so if there are no, but, if there are any village idiots listening to the village idiot podcast and they don't know the offside rule if this forward is beyond the last defender between the goalkeeper he is offside as the ball is played as the ball is played any position any body part which can touch the ball i.e. not his arm so, is offside so, so okay hang on There's, there is a clarification there isn't there if the person who's offside isn't interfering, interfering with play, play he, it's okay right okay, that right. rule is what's become it's, very hazy that great it's great but it's one of the issues not that the offside rule was first not invented but put in place when you only had linesman it's not made like clear cut for VAR so, so it's, it's is, been human decision since now yeah. so, so we've so, seen that human so decision change there's not a clear so the issue is that VAR needs a black and white decision yeah. but there's according to the offside rule there's not a black so what you're saying is the fundamental rules of football need to change in well, order for it, VAR to work yeah. we've it's, seen this a so, couple so, of seasons ago so, so until a couple of seasons yeah. ago linesmen were responsible for calling goals that were very close to going in or not because they were supposed to be kept up with play to the point where they were at the corner flag on the goal line obviously if a 25 yard strike hits the bar bounces down and we don't know if it's gone in or not the linesman is not obviously not, obviously not going to be kept up with play not time World Cup again and listen I don't know who the guy was who you were talking about earlier and you said oh it's not the game not the game I grew up with I think the thing is about that kind of comment is it's such a load of bollocks because it's not the game I grew up with Chris Wilder is a dinosaur but you've got to think so the game changed so the goal line technology now no no football fan now would argue with goal line technology it's been brought in perfectly it's technological it's accurate uh, and every decision now is is on the money however VAR has an individual a person it's a subjective decision still with VAR okay and therefore it needs to get to the point where somehow if you're going to introduce technology technology is the one making the decision in which park you're talking so, about uh, we're, we're, we're so, going to AI so, I, so the way the way the way the way that football can improve and be more like rugby is by the referee asking a question to the VAR monitors now if the referee has seen something and believes for example that the penalty should be given they should say is there any reason why I should not award this penalty therefore the VAR monitor needs to find no, no, yes, it's, it's, it's a copy of rugby, but why doesn't it work? That was a big switch. Of why rugby. doesn't it? Why doesn't it work? Okay, the question, I, no, no, no. The question that the referee asks should be important. That works in penalties. Because, no, works because, in penalties because, because, offside. Then, because offside, onside should be clear. Yeah. So, so, uh, so that that should be clear cut. It's just like in rugby, offside, onside, that, clear cut. But yeah, but okay. Salmon Hill, New Zealand, clear cut. Clear cut. That was a big change in rugby 
at the start when TMO was introducing rugby, there wasn't a clarity of questions. So that I, was a big problem. I'm just going to say you that. Be quiet now. <laughs> there was a, I agree. Well, there was is, a point in rugby where it started where the question was, um, so did it? Was it a try? Okay. Whereas the question now is, I saw a try. Is there any reason I can't award the try? That is a different question. Yeah. And it's the same with football. What, what, so the referee on the field needs to make that decision. Is there any reason why I can't award the goal? Okay, so can I just ask, as the rugby village idiot, I, you might not know, when TMO was first introduced, was the decision played on the big screen? Yeah. To, okay, so currently, Manchester United and Liverpool are two of the biggest teams in the Premier League and in the world. As a United fan, I understand we're shit at the moment, but we're still one of the biggest teams in the world. Manchester United and Liverpool do not have screens in their ground which can play VAR decisions to the crowd. All I'm saying is... That takes a week. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Scoreable position of the body. So if you could play, if your shoulder was offside, 
Okay. Shoulders fine. Shoulders. Which then is why the Firmino issue was such a problem. So then you're offside. So in which case, football fans need to just suck it up. Because if it's a clear, it's not about offside. It's about penalties. No. So two separate decisions. It's about other things. Okay. So so Reese, as our village idiot on football, interestingly, is the armpit offside? Can he score with it? Yes. If he can score with it, by the rules, then yes. So, so it's not offside, you mean? If he no, can score with it, it's so, not offside. So you said, if he can score, if it can score, if he can score with it, it's offside. So his armpit isn't offside if he can score with it. Can, can he score with the armpit? So if he can, can he score with the armpit? What we really need to say is... Uh, so can he score with the armpit? Well, this is the problem, because is it the so shoulder or the so arm? No, so that's what I mean. So it needs, offside can be solved easily by having a clear-cut rule. In terms of, if you just want to use a simple VAR, we can know exactly where position is. All you need to decide is where the body counts. That's a simple VAR decision. Doesn't matter what we're But there's still problems with where they're placing the lines. For example, in the chat, which was the Champions League? I don't really understand that. Isn't that just because they're human? Humans have to place the lines. I mean, I'm sorry. If rugby teamers, if rugby teamers can understand if a ball's been grounded with a number of bodies within you know a driving mall or a ruck then I'm sure football referees can no but, but they can I'm sure no, no I'm sure football referees can somehow magically I don't know how they've got this wrong draw lines on the pitch that Definitely. show whether they're offside or onside I'm sorry I'm sorry but it's easy it's so easy compared to the TMO decisions so easy so easy easy thing with rugby is you go like although you can't see it I've seen momentum but I know that ball is getting touched no no whereas in football they say it there's an image and therefore it's black and white like in rugby you're going it's not black and white therefore you make a clear intuitive decision okay I'm gonna throw it onto I'm gonna throw it onto our next village idiot which is Ollie uh, in the cricket parameter Gareth possibly falls into this category as well I know fucking clear about um, so so when it goes to the third umpire in cricket uh, he's given that you know the slow motion decisions he's got a lot of technology to play with when it comes to court behind decisions uh, he's got a snickometer he's got um, he's got Hawkeye when it comes to LBW however you do still have some decisions in cricket seven eight years on from the introduction of the third umpire uh, for issues such as can you pause and play no he can't pause and play we're gonna, just gonna let Reese is stepping away from the table okay Reese is gonna get us four pints I'm gonna speak to the two village idiots about cricket so so I what is not your one well oh wait it's not it's Thomas was talking about uh, cricket third umpires and on that Tom if the third umpire can determine whether somebody is out or not by the prediction of where the ball is going okay so by the line the impact and uh, is that is, is that yeah. right so, so the line, line the ball bounces the pitch of the ball the impact on the pad okay. and hitting the stump so those things taken from a 90 for example a 90 mile, mile per hour ball delivery it, delivery sorry 
village in We're it. We're calling it a ball. <laughs> Two balls. Great ball. Not three balls. Anyway, um, shows the advancement in cricket compared to football. So, now, so, so the point I was going to get before we got to this was Hawkeye was obviously a separate topic because you can talk about Hawkeye in relation well. to tennis. Exactly. So I was going to mention... I'll talk to you two now, Reese isn't here. The third umpire always has to make decisions on catches. So if a ball is up in the air, you fully well know if it doesn't bounce again, you're caught, you're out. You both know that anyway. The third umpire has to decide sometimes if the ball is landing on the ground and someone scoops it up, whether or not they've got their fingers underneath the ball or whether the ball has hit the turf before it's been gathered by the fingers. There are instances where it might catch the end of a middle finger or it's bounced on the turf and they've gathered it in two hands and they've gone up with it. That is still a human decision, isn't it? So there's more human decisions in football than I think there is in any other sport, which is why the on-field referee needs to make it needs to take ownership in their decision by saying my on-field decision is that for example it is a penalty is there any reason why I should not or should award the penalty which is which is a huge change in rugby which I mean I, and I know in rugby it's more clear cut than it is in football I agree but is it is it always more so, so in cricket you have what's called a soft signal so the on-field umpire will give a decision one way or the other they will say it's out or not and they will still refer to the third number to check the decision just the same as if they think that someone is clearly in running and there's a possible run out opportunity they will still check with the third umpire just to clarify whether that person has for example grounded their bat has their bat bumped off a bit in the turf and they haven't planted their foot past the crease when it comes to catches it's a lot of personal decision there have been I remember when Andrew Strauss got his fingers under a ball in the slips they could not decide whether he had cleanly grabbed that ball Strauss claimed it it's a split second when you're on the pitch you think you've caught that ball you're in, your adrenaline's pumping you think I've absolutely grabbed that great take because if you take the ball off the ground it's a great grab either way but has it bounced before it carries into your hands cricket is still a lot of human decision and it's been going for six or seven maybe longer well, yes, think, with third yeah. umpire. So football has obviously still got a long way to go. Well, I think I think there is so much more human decision in football. So take the Trent Alexander-Arnold handball. Uh, obviously, City fans will be calling for a handball. Liverpool fans say it's fine. You know, I'm still torn about whether it was handball or not. But realistically, um, this is where football referees need to get, take control, take respect, and just say, "This is this is my own field decision." I didn't think it was a handball. I thought it was uh, play on. Then they need to go to the VAR monitors and say, "Is there any other? Is there any reason?" why I should go back and award a penalty. Now, in rugby, it's very simple. If you say try yes or no, the, the TMO monitor needs to see clear evidence of a try. If it's a penalty, yes or no, the VAR monitor needs to see clear evidence of a penalty. If the referee in football said, is there any other reason why I can't award a penalty, 
the VAR monitor looks and looks and looks and let's say for example the referee also goes to his monitor on the pitch uh, on the touchline doesn't find anything it's a penalty what I'm trying to say is there needs to be more ownership with the ref and less ownership with some guy up in his television box looking at it making that decision because realistically rugby refs they take the ownership they give it to the TMOs they work together and they find a decision football at the moment is the refs think about something give it to the VAR monitor they say something the refs say something and then they make a decision it's no way in I guess. any sense coherence not not working yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see at the end of the season see where Sheffield United end up see where everyone else ends up and uh, see if VAR improves next season at the end of the day Mike Riley gave it a 7 out of 10 didn't he so I guess as the village idiot at this table now in terms of rugby we could maybe like move on to the next topic what do you two want to talk about rugby wise we've had the World Cup a month or so ago I cried my eyes out of the World Cup Reese has come back with some pints hey Reese! and uh, <laughs> there's a few rugby topics you wanted to discuss weren't there well Sarri's Sarri's overspending I think whether whether we can perhaps look at the premierships uh, salary cap and, and bring it to other sports you know I think, it, I think it, it brings into the question the validity of premiership results over the last what five years yeah definitely definitely and so you just kind of wonder is it yeah is it right that I, I don't I don't I don't see a world where you can expect Saracens to take back anything so I'm here, to, I'm here to ask the village idiot questions how long have the salary cap rules been in play in rugby I think ever since so I'll say financial fair play in football has been in play about five years but I would say financial fair play in football is nowhere near the salary cap and premiership rugby so the question is I think for the next for the next episode should the salary cap in rugby be seen in other sports should there be a more level playing field for example like in the NFL where you have a draft system which allows every team to have a fair and equal playing field did you say for the next Episode. I think we I think we should save that for the next episode. <laughs> Which we'll record in about five minutes time. So we're only having half an hour episodes now. Half an hour episodes. I'm sorry, I apologise to the fans, you know. If you want to leave any any comments on the uh, outrageously shit chat we've had for the last half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You'll find our uh, there'll be all kinds of social media links everywhere. Oh absolutely. Click yeah, up yeah. top, down below. Follow Reese Phillips on Instagram. <laughs> He's bought the points back, so he deserves a shout out. He's at Reese Phillips Shit Tash. If we do make a podcast page, we'll uh, post a picture. It does look like Hulk Hogan right now. Uh, we'll say goodbye from all of us, and you might see us very soon. Ta-ra. Thank you very much. Love you a long time. <laughs>